The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm really glad you guys could tune in today. I have a really special guest, and I'm really excited about this to introduce Summer McStravick to the Unity Online Radio crowd. So, Summer and I go back, and we're going to get into that as well as we continue on <laughs> with the hour. So, we're going to share some really fun stories. Uh, I think you guys are going to really love this. So, to introduce you to Summer, you know, Summer McStravick has been teaching students the flow method which is also called flow dreaming. And she's been doing this for more than 20 years. And when I read that in the bio, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, oh, I feel old. I feel old, but in a good way. Flow dreaming, if you've not heard about this, it's become an internationally recognized method for developing your empathic intuition, healing and manifesting. So this is a really powerful tool for people that have been using this. Uh, Summer's been teaching online programs that are very innovative and comprehensive in the world for developing one's intuitive, intelligent, and energetically connected self. So you got to check out Flow Dreaming and also check out her podcast. Flow Dreaming has been around for a long time. There's more than 650 hours of free teachings about the flow method and flow dreaming. So definitely check that out on her website at flowdreaming.com. And also summer launched heyhouseradio.com. That's where we go back to the, the beginning of the olden days. <laughs> and uh, this was one of the first live broadcast streamed radio networks. And Summer had a very popular show there called Flow Dreaming. And Summer actually hired me <laughs> to help build things. And, you know, the rest is history for the both of us. And Summer has gone on to become a thought leader, an author, a spiritual teacher, and coach in her own right. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover in the show today. So Summer, welcome. Hey, Diane. I don't think an hour is going to be enough. I know. <laughs> you said all that. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I'm, we're we're going to have to have you back on. And you know, I'm thinking like after all this time, we've actually never done this. I don't think we've I... ever done an interview. <sighs> It's possible. I, I mean, you and I have both done so many, you know, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews in our own right. But of each other, I, I really feel like the tables are turned. <laughs> it know, is. Like, what are you, you going to ask me? Oh, my gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you any gotcha, any gotcha uh, stuff. Yeah. Do this you remember that time at Hay House when I'm like, nope, don't remember that. Nope. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and if any uh, of that comes up, hmm. you know, the names will be changed to protect the innocent. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure that we don't throw people under the mm. bus or anything like that. But I do want to touch yeah. on some fun, you know, Hay House memories and, and stuff like that, that I think people sure. will enjoy. But sure. definitely first, I want to let the Unity crowd know and, you know, some people that aren't familiar with you, what Flow Dreaming is, how it came about, you know, and how you developed it over the years. Because I remember seeing you, you know, back in the beginning, at some of the, at the Hay House events, I think like one of the first events that you actually spoke at, maybe it was Orlando, um, but just like watching this unfold because recently I went over to your website and I'm like, wow, I mean, you have really built this to be an incredible teaching tool 
and something that's affected a lot of people in such a positive way. So, you know, just tell us about that, like the process of creating Flow Dreaming and, and how it came to be. Yeah. Well, uh, boy, going back to around 2004, I'm thinking, um, you know, I was working at Hay House at that point. I don't think you were there yet. No, I don't No, You weren't quite there yet. I started but- 05. Oh, five. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was oh four. And at that time, I was just starting to get the radio going, just starting to kind of transition. I had been in in one position there, I was moving to another. And there was this little process, this little technique that I used to do for myself, um, for manifesting, for co-creating. And, you know, back then, we used even different terms than what people are talking about today. But basically it was, hey, you want to make something happen for yourself? Do you want to, you know, grow something, create something? And everybody at Hay House, I remember they were like, yeah, let's make us win the the employee lottery. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not quite what I intended to use this for. But it's a, yeah, let's go out. And so we go out into the warehouse where all the books, you know, were all packed up on the crates and we get in a circle and I would lead them in a flow dream, in a manifesting, you know, kind of moment Um, for winning the lottery. Now, we never won the lottery. But what ended up happening was, you know, they started to get some buzz and some some circulation in the company. Like, what is this? What's the process? Hey, wait, you know, what are you doing? And from there, um, I remember talking to my then boss at the time. And, you know, she said, well, you need to write about this. Why don't you write a book about this? I said, oh, I'm never going to do that. You know, this is just my thing. This is just my technique. It's a little different. It's, I can't meditate. I've got to get, you know, I've got to pump the emotion in. I, you know, I believe in flow space and I, you know, I've read a lot about quantum physics and flow psychology and Dr. Mihai Chich and Mihai's work. And, and, and she's like, yeah, you need to write a book. <laughs> I was so scared. Um, or I would say un, un, unwillingly not, not full of faith yet in my own skills um, that, that I actually said, well, if you, if you go sit with me while I pitch read, I'll do it. <laughs> so I actually dragged my boss in there with me. And I kind of said, well, you know, there's this thing we've been doing. He's like, I know about it. Company knows about it. You got a book deal. And I, I just, my jaw hit the floor. And I thought, this is, this is the craziest thing to ever happen to me. And I know that it goes back to something I had been doing for years before in 2000 is when I really started doing this process, doing this technique. And for me, I was always saying, let me go where I need to go. Let me become what I need to become. Shower me with blessings, shower me with opportunities. Whatever I need to say or become in this world, I'm game. Let's do it. And that was like a mantra for me. And, you know, I used to think it was all going to be radio and podcasting and publishing. And, and over time, I've seen it shift and shift again, but I've never lost that mantra. And really, that was the moment where things shifted for me. So I wrote the book and then I wrote another book and did the radio and all of that. And eventually, after leaving Hay House, I committed myself completely full time to teaching people about this process and just seeing how how far out into the world, you know, it wanted to run. So uh, should I tell you a little about what the process is? I know I'm kind yeah, of Yeah, definitely. On. Well, I'm thinking back like the timeline and it was really, people were starting to 
think about the word manifesting and manifestation and then the secret hit, you yeah. know, and that became mm -hmm. super huge and people were learning about the law of attraction and the Hicks. And I remember the first time that I ever saw Esther and, Esther and Jerry, you know, do their thing. I think that was at an Orlando I can do. <laughs> and you introduced <laughs> her to come on. But I mean, yeah. you know, the people started uh, getting hip to what all that is. But yeah, definitely yeah. explain like a little bit of how it actually works and how easy it is. Yeah. Speaking of real quick, one quick story. One of the highlights I think of my time at Hay House was um, I got to uh, put together a two hour special with Jerry and Esther. Um, and it was still the both of them. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, I get to ask them all my questions for two hours. All my questions, all my questions, all my questions. I felt like I had won the lottery because, you know, usually it's, they'll take one question and move on to somebody else, somebody else. So I, that was like a bonanza for me. It was, it was, God, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. It um, was cool to watch Esther do it. Right. I remember seeing um, her and people yeah. were talking behind me like, oh, she's going to start channeling Abraham. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I yeah. watched her and her yeah. demeanor would change. Yeah. Her voice would change. It was, it was great. It was really great. Yeah. Even funnier. I remember seeing them years before that when she was just starting and we were sitting in a hotel courtyard. No kidding. They didn't even rent a room. It was a courtyard. They had a bunch of chairs just sitting there and um, she did her thing and we all kind of stood around. <laughs> and then they had cassette tapes that were hand like typed on a, like a real typewriter <laughs> saying, you know, here is a recording of the event. If you want to purchase, you know, this, you know, put your name down and we'll mail it to you. God, that's early merchandising. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, what flow dreaming <laughs> is, oh, we'll get back to that eventually. Um so flow dreaming is it's kind of born out of all of this. It it did it did kind of arise or erupt during that time when you know I grew up just enmeshed in uh so-called you know metaphysics, new age thinking, uh creative visualization, positive affirmations. These are all the words, you know, that we used to use, you know, 30, 40, 50, dare I say years ago. And so that was my upbringing. I mean, for me, it was like second nature, you know, knowing about this, you know, just swimming in it. And yet I would try to meditate. I would try the creative visualization. Um, you know, I'd stand in the mirror and do my mirror work. And I always felt like this is great. This is cool, but I can't meditate. Um, I, I never feel that bliss or reach that point. I just feel frustration all the time. And I would do creative visualization and I'd say, well, I don't really want to see all the details of things because what if there's something even better and I'm, I'm lowballing myself? So there was always something that just didn't quite work. And then eventually it just kind of downloaded to me and there's a whole story behind that. But I realized the missing piece for me was the sense of deep emotional connection. And I know it's something that people talk a lot about nowadays. Back then, not very much at all deep emotional connection. Here is how I'm feeling. Here is how I'm emoting. What I'm generating, the emotional energy that I generate is not just emotional. It's energetic. It's spiritual. It's a, it's a language that goes way beyond words. And when you're pumping yourself filled with that, when you're radiant with that, 
you know, the universe is always listening. God is always listening. Source is always listening. And it's responding and reflecting everything that you're saying and feeling. As, and these are all, again, concepts that have just blossomed over the last 20 years. And they get it's so much easier to teach now as a result. But back then, okay, so if I am really feeling something incredibly deeply, if I'm becoming that thing, becoming that thing that I want to create in my life, how do I really make sure the universe is hearing it? Because I can be this kind of radiant tower of beingness of whatever it is I want, abundance or joy or new opportunities or good health, whatever. But how do I know the universe is really hearing me? What's that final little connection? So this is where the other pieces of flow dreaming kind of clicked into place. I did a lot of research on this. Um, I realized that when I went into this deep emotional wellspring place inside myself, I was often in a way daydreaming. And I wasn't daydreaming the typical way where you lose your focus on where you're going or you drive home and you forget, like, did I stop at the stoplights? That kind of thing. And this daydreaming, it was more like lucid night dreaming. I would stay totally aware, but I was losing connection to time, to space. I'd open my eyes and I'd be like, that was 15 minutes. Felt like two. I'd forget I was in the room. Like, you know that sense? You're just, you're not, you're not present anymore. You have somehow kind of opened a conduit. And I said, what's this conduit? What's this conduit? And that's what led me to research flow state which is those very characteristics, the ability to sort of be outside of time and space. And at the same time, you're operating in a kind of extra enlightened space inside yourself, a, a genius space inside yourself. And you know, back then, the only real research that had been done was in the areas of um, you know, the flow state for playing golf, <laughs> the flow state for, you know, a scientific breakthrough. And, you know, it'd be well described like, okay, it happens in this sense, but what if I apply it to spirit? What if I say, can I be in a flow state with spirit? What does that door open for me? And that was like the trifecta. I mean, everything comes together. So I began practicing this technique, guided daydreaming, intense emotion, and this ability to just release into flow state. And I found that it was incredibly easy for me. I found that I was getting just extreme and fast responses from my life and the universe as a result. I found it changed me. And when I taught it to other people, they, it clicked right away. Um, in fact, people would say, this is kind of what I've always done. But now I know what it is and I know how to fine tune it and to really go deeper with it. And that was the genesis. And from there, it's gone so far beyond just manifesting. It, it's, it's about personal empowerment, breaking through limited beliefs in yourself, deep healing, in really over the decades, those are the things that have become even more important to me. I know that when I shift my feelings inside, my life is going to correspondingly shift on the outside and match that thing that I'm making inside me. But what that thing is inside me that I'm making has become sort of the predominant quest for me. You know, I, in a way, I feel like I've really created a different emotional person, a different, different characteristics, different abilities in myself through the process. You know, I've become bold, um, less fearful, more trusting of myself, of life, um, more genuine, more, more open. <laughs> right. All these things that I didn't do before I started this process. That's so, so incredible. And then when you see the changes that you make and then how it outwardly affects 
your family, the people around you, like you said, your interactions in business, you know, it's yeah. that ripple, how that yeah. ripple effect just kind of spreads mm-hmm. and is, is able to benefit everybody around you. And then, I mean, and you really put it to the test and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I just wanted to mention because it was an intense experience for you, you know, going through a cancer experience and diagnosis. And I know a lot of people out there that are listening may be dealing with that right now or a family member and being able to have this tool as Mm -hmm. you were going through that, you know, must've been just so beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was every, every, every time you ask the universe to level up in some form and you really commit behind it, you will get an answer. So I'm always very thoughtful before I ask for a level up. (laughs) And I know that's what we all say we're striving for constantly. Um, And sometimes the leveling up can be like little slow, little, you know, like the ticks of seconds on a clock and it's slow and it's gentle. Sometimes the leveling up can be big. It can just be a game changer, a huge shift. And for me, um, I was 43 and really kind of at the height of sharing flow dreaming with the world, um, just going like gangbusters. And um, I remember I, I, I came home from teaching a live event, um, just feeling, you know, high as a kite and just in love with everybody and everything. And I went to my doctor. I said, you know, I got a little pain here. And before I was even out of the the appointment, you know, how you can tell when something has, you know, a troubled look has crossed someone's face. I knew, I knew something had, had arrived for me. Um, so it was a, it was, I got to say, it was a real test. And, and I fielded a lot of questions from people, actually, my listeners, uh, my students, they're like, Summer, you've been like vegetarian for 24 years. You've worked on yourself. You've taught flow dreaming. You teach manifesting and co-creating. What the hell did you just manifest? Like, why? Hey, wait a second. Does this work? So I went through a kind of, uh, I don't want to say crisis of faith, but more a question. Like, how do you encompass these big things and still maintain consistency of belief? How, how does what I believe hold this. And it led me over the course of my treatments, it was stage two cancer, so it had spread. Um, And I went through chemo, I went through radiation, uh, surgeries, mastectomy, went fully bald, bald, the whole whole thing. Um, Basically, you kind of lose your identity. You're stripped down to a, I always called myself a little naked potato. (laughs) That's how I looked and felt. And you get this opportunity to rebuild yourself back up again, maybe not as concerned about your looks, maybe realizing that you can't always control other people's perception of you, and that's okay. Maybe realizing that if you tell the universe you want to go beyond fear in your life and you recognize that fear is the the one thing that holds you back from all the goodies that you want, the universe is going to say, well, let's give you something that you can test that out on. You know, for me, it was fear of death and dying. I had two kids in grade school at the time. So I went through that process and I realized that what Flo was giving me, what Flo Dreaming was doing for me, is it was asking me to choose how I wanted to experience it, to go from a completely powerless position of this is happening to me. Maybe I'm not as, you know, advanced or enlightened as I think I am and poor me, things, you know, feelings like that to instead feel differently. I want to go through this with my eyes wide open. I want to embrace this. 
Um, I want to utilize the best of Western medicine and alternative medicine, which I did. I had a whole bunch of people on both sides of the of the party, you know, taking my vitamin C and juice fasting and <laughs> all right. while at the same time taking my, you know, taking my chemo. Um, so I had that experience of what is it like to go through something? How do I want to be in one of the worst, scariest experiences of my life? And if I can do that, if I align to my flow, if I stick with these principles that have worked for me so well so far, and I apply them through something that is just awful, how will I feel at the end if, if it works? And so it was a test. And I did that. And I came out of it. And I'm cancer-free. And it changed me. And That's I so like, incredible. And, yeah. and you relate the story. And I was reading over some of your blogs. And it, it's, so, it's so powerful. And, and I'm sure that people did question you about what you're teaching and, and how does this come into play. And I, I, I love to ask people this question because I've always doubted the whole everything happens for a reason kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes it does. But I also remember Louise used to get a lot of blowback from people saying, well, you're saying that because we didn't do these affirmations that we got AIDS or that we got cancer. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. yeah. that will kind of blow back on the, on the person and then it becomes like a victim thing. Yeah. And and you That's were just BS. able, yeah, it's, it's total <laughs> BS. And you were able to blow that out of the water and still prove that, yeah, you know, you're right. You can reframe how you're experiencing this yeah. in a different way. And you don't have to totally always be in fear or always be asking why me, why me and, and those kinds of things. When you, when you kind of take power back over your life like this, um, what it means is that you're you're able now to flow through the things that are great and beautiful and wonderful and enriching, and you're flowing through the things that are triggering, that are hard, that are difficult. And I think there's a misperception that when you are co-creating, somehow your life will only have good and beautiful things. Like you are cutting out half of the potential experiences that fall on the other side of the spectrum. But remember, we were gifted with those experiences on the other side of the, the spectrum. We wouldn't have them or encounter them if they too weren't critical and important to our growth. And so instead of trying to avoid them and escape them, how do you embrace them? How can you be in them? How can you reach a state instead where nothing throws your game? And that really became kind of a focus for me and and um, it still is, it still is for myself, right. for my students, you know, how do you want to game change your life? <laughs> that And that's the challenge because look, it's like, I, I love a lot of Buddhist philosophy and you know, they, they say, look, life is going to be suffering, right? It's one of the yeah. four noble truths. I think life is, is you're going to experience this. It's part of the human experience, no matter who you are. It does not matter. You will have pain. You will have loss, you know, all of these things and how, you know, you can process a death in the family or yeah. a, a horrible, challenging medical diagnosis and that kind of thing. And having or a year in the, of pandemic for that matter. Right. You know, <laughs> who, who the hell thought we'd deal with that? You know, I mean, and so that brings up a good question of, um, you know, how did, were you able to use flow during the past year? So... <sighs> Like I said, there, there's a fundamental way of using flow dreaming. Um, and most people start there. It's, it's step one in the Candyland journey, you know, the little, little pink, pink and green squares that go all over the board. Step one is there are some things in my life that I don't like. They're painful. 
Um, and they can be truly bad situations or they can just be something that you want but don't have. Either way, you're going to recognize it because it's the sand and the, the oyster. It's the gritty thing. It's the thing that gives you fear or makes you feel frustrated, um, makes you feel shame, uh, makes you feel like you're unable to get it or have it or become it because of X, Y, Z. So you set off on this journey to try to fix it and you use flow dreaming because you're going inside yourself at that point and you're stating, hey, I've been waiting all my life for things to happen in my life to make it better. And I knew if this or that happened, then I would feel better. And I'm wondering now, what happens if I just feel better first? Will things in my life then happen to then respond to that, reflect that? So we're turning the the horse before the cart, essentially, to use that super old phrase. I'm teaching people, and when we go into flow, what we're demanding, what we're saying, what we're radiating, what we're being is... I want to feel unlimited. I want to feel supported. I want to feel insert whatever you want. I call it finding your emotional endpoint and recognizing this is how I want to feel at the end of this particular thing. Uh, like if you want to get a new job, you want to feel in the new job, oh God, I'm well paid. I'm, I'm recognized for my talents. Um, I feel honored to be here. I feel totally enraptured and enthused about this thing that I'm doing. I feel, I feel, I feel. Those are your emotional endpoints. Now, what happens in response to that, of course, is there's probably a dozen jobs that could make you feel that way. Why not see what life wants to serve up first? Why not see what the trajectory of time and space that you're moving through is going to weave in what's what's closest to you? Or I call that what's in your flow? What's in your alignment? What's right there? So I don't even focus on, oh, it's got to be this job and this city and this paycheck and blah, blah, blah. Because I know that if I focus on those emotional feelings, all those other little physical components are going to line up. I mean, they're going to be kind of automatic as a result. So after that, um, you go beyond that kind of manifesting and you kind of move into the next realm, which is I want to change how I feel inside myself. I have felt like I've been held back my whole life, or I have felt like there was something that I wanted to achieve and I always started and stopped it. And um, then I got mad at myself and I never finished. What's that? And then you're doing the internal work and maybe you're doing healing work around that. And you're using flow dreaming to move into this beautiful aligned space, this open door to source, essentially. You're daydreaming your way in and you're beginning to feel those emotions. What if I'm already healed? What if there's no more healing to be done? Right. And just welcome and then, it. Wait, hold, hold that thought oh, one quick second. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah, going to jump sorry. to a, a quick break. <laughs> um, I'm Diane Ray. We'll be right back in just a minute talking with Summer McStravick and Flow Dreaming. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. And we're back. Thanks for hanging out and joining me throughout the break. We're going to pick right back up here with Summer McStravick talking about flow dreaming. And before the break, we were you were really getting into, you know, some of the realms of manifesting and, and that it, 
the emotion, what you're feeling is really an important piece of it. And I, I liked what you were saying too, about when you're thinking about an end result, how about this or something better? You know, maybe, maybe there is something planned that we don't even know that is a million times better than our little pea brains are wrapping around at that moment. And I, we limit ourselves, right? When we, yes. when we're doing that. Totally. So when I teach um, my students, I have a couple a couple things. I one of them is called Me School, and it's really kind of the the total embodiment of all of these teachings, walking people through each step in in this process of inner development, which then becomes outer change in your life. Um, and then the other one is called Flow On. Um, and that's sort of like a monthly membership, essentially, where it's more self-paced, but I'm still getting together with everybody and, and hanging out. So in these programs, um, we kind of keep advancing along that line of, well, how do you want to feel inside? What is the emotional endpoint? And one of the things that I use and that I give them is this series of, I call them magic phrases. And this or better is one of my magic phrases. Um, also, uh, just the simple word, yes. And I, I really help people to understand what does this word evoke in you? Like for me, if I feel the word yes, like you can, you could just feel it right now. You feel it in your body. It's an openness. It's like yellow butterflies. It's complete lack of resistance. That, that is actually an emotion. Yes embodies an emotion. It's not just a word. This or better, very similar. What it says is, I think I have a path to find uh, what I'm looking for. And I've picked it. And it's this person or this job or this city or this you know, degree. But I'm also open to what life has to give me, what my flow has to give me, what my higher self has to give me. I recognize that, again, I might be undershooting myself. So I want this or whatever's better. And I'm wide open to that. Absolutely, hands down, I'll take it if there's something more in alignment with me. And Alignment is really, you know, the the heart stone of of flow. Besides emotion and and your heart, um, recognizing. I always say to people, imagine a, a playing deck of cards, and there's always some aces and kings and queens and you know the major arcana. There, it's there for you. It's it's always a potential. There's also twos and threes and cards you may not want in the game, but instead of feeling like it's a random draw, why don't you say I'm aligning to the ace card? I'm aligning to the queen. I'm, I'm being in that energy. That's the life. That's where everything is frictionless. That's where there's very little resistance. That's where if I bloom towards something, I, I get the full rush and the power of life behind me and beside me to help me become that and be that. And it, it kind of messes with your head a little because you realize all these limited beliefs come up of, oh, but it's supposed to be hard. Oh, but I'm supposed to be challenged. Oh, but I won't grow unless I'm challenged. And I'm like, honey, that's a lesson you, you, you mastered a long time ago. Now you keep expecting the only way I grow is through challenges. So that's the only way you're getting. That itself was a lesson. Yes, you can grow through challenges. Here, figure out how. Oh, great. You did it. Now, can you grow not through challenges? What would that feel like? And for a lot of people, it's like, what? <laughs> and then their How? minds are blown. How and then is when that possible? <laughs> when you're working, I have to ask though, because when you're working with people that I'm sure a lot of high achievers come in, you know, maybe corporate types, type A, 
yeah. that they have a plan and it's going to be X, Y, and Z, and I have to do it like this. And you're telling them, you know, let go of the wheel a little bit, you know? Yeah. So that must be fun to see that change happen in a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, you know, I, <laughs> I always tell them I, I got blessed with flow dreaming because I was a serious controller type, um, feeling like my way or the highway, uh, if, you know, I've, I've been successful because I really, you know, put in the work and elbow grease for it, all these rationales and flow kept saying to me, just chill out. You're making things a lot harder for yourself than they need to. You're cutting down on opportunities through this kind of belief and thinking. Now, the problem is you get these high achievers and they feel the same way and they have the proof of their life to show that it works, these ways of doing things. And yet they're still reaching, you know, flow dreaming. They're reaching this message and they're like, why am I here? I feel like there's something here. Like, yeah, because it's time to learn something new now. It's time to learn a different way of also being successful, one that you absolutely have no trust or no faith in. Would you like to learn that way? And it's sort of like the, the paradigm shift, the, the jumping from one thing to another where they go from being overworked and tired. And often it comes because they're plateauing. Um, they've, only, they've gone as far as they can go and they're, they're, they can't seem to go any further. What am I doing wrong? I'm doing all the same things I did before. And I'm like, right. And you did them and you mastered them. Now it's time for, you know, I call it level two in the, in the game. It's like boss level number two. Right. Or <laughs> it they takes get a there, new skill set. And, and they're not <laughs> happy. You know, well, okay, well, I, I busted my ass to get to this point, but I'm yeah. miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, now what? Yeah. And so often the hardest thing for you to learn is clearly the next thing you are supposed to learn. And so I say, you got to trust yourself. You're smart. You'll always know how to make money. You'll always know how to bounce back. Trust yourself. Let's, let's play differently. Let's make things easy. Let's take some vacation time. Let's go into flow. Let's let the universe kind of help you. So I always say, you know, there's physical and there's non-physical, right? We all, we all kind of agree on that. Yet we try to run our lives predominantly on the physical track, occasionally telling non-physical what we want, like throwing out, barking out orders to non-physical. Hey, how come you're not giving me this relationship? You know, things like that. We often steal all the power from our partner. We take it from non-physical. We, we don't allow non-physical to do its part. And, and I say, look, if you were in a relationship and you told the, your partner, you're going to take me out for dinner tonight. Here's what, I, here's what I'm going to eat. Here's what we're going to do afterwards. Here's the movie we're going to see. You're going to drop me off at exactly 9.09. Then I'm going to invite you in. Then I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like if you, if, you, if you were like that, you would not have a second date because your partner would be like, why do you even need me? Right. Like, why where, do do I, need where do I come in? Yeah. <laughs> on this, you know, what, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. So imagine that non-physical is kind of having the same reaction to you. Why do you even need me? You know, you, you, you think you've got it all and look at the results you're getting and you're like, but I'm not happy with those results. You got to let your partner in. So flow dreaming is a process of both doing a lot of physical action. I'm a real, real big on physical action, but doing equally as much non-physical action. And then you're going to recognize that most of us are 60-40. You know, very few of us are 50-50. 
we're either like those high achieving action, action people, or we're the dreamy and creative and yeah, but I never actually do anything, but I'm always in contact with spirit. I'm like, let's get together and flow. Let's bring those two parts together. Let's let non-physical do its work. I want you to guide the ship, <laughs> but flow is the is the ocean that you float on, right? Neither one is in charge. It's it's totally the two of you. So let's find that path of yours. It's there. It's always been there. Wake up to it and see what it's going to give you. See see what it will how it will change you, where it will take you in your life. It's going to be better than anything you could have imagined on your own. Right. Anything that you could have planned and just getting people to release that that control. And, mm -hmm. and really it's open for everybody. Like I have, I have a good friend that she just kind of floats along. She doesn't think she has any talents, you know, well, I can't do anything. I'm like, there's, there's a plan or something available for everyone to open up to that kind of energy, to guide them, to do what they really want to do and to really be happy. I mean, we're not supposed to be miserable. It's not supposed to be a struggle every day, no. you know, but you're right though. You have to marry belief with action. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't be totally in the dreamy state all the time, mm -hmm. which is nice exactly. to exist in, you know, but there's got to be, there's got to be that balance. And that's where you kind of help people along the way. Yeah, exactly. And then again, we ask our flow. So asking flow, when I say that, is kind of like, it's asking higher consciousness generally. Um, it's asking the, the universe, however, like you can frame it however you want to frame it. But it's 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 this acknowledgement that my life is uh, has been shot by a by an arrow, the arrow of time, and it's giving me all of these experiences along the way, and every one of those experiences is the color of a square of a quilt. Every one is supposed to be different and unique, and if you've been caught in one kind of experience over and over and over again. What life is saying to you is you can leave that one whenever you're ready. What are you waiting for to be ready? And you have to kind of go through that and, and figure it out. But all of these, these experiences that you're accumulating are changing you. They're developing you. They're developing your, your soul, your being. Everything you've ever thought, been, done is going right back into this giant, bigger pool of you. And, you know, and some people call it the soul or the higher self. So I'm very conscious. What are the things that I want to be giving back to the, to the girl upstairs, <laughs> you know, right. that bigger me. Um, and if I'm, I'm constantly generating negative feelings or frustrated feelings, I feel like, ah, I'm underplaying this game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving that greater me what I want to be giving it. So I, I really want to be active daily, you know, and, and flow dreaming, by the way, is a, gosh, you can do it in like three minutes. Um, I have a bunch of audios on my website that are longer. Um, but it's just because I feel like they're, they're, they're making it easier for people. They can just close their eyes, enter flow state. And I teach them how, um, and it's free. I have something on my website. It's a, it's a kit they can get that teaches them. It's free. Um, but I'm, I'm leading them into these emotional states in these places. And, and sometimes, you know, it takes 10 or 15 minutes to fully kind of release and, and find yourself in that timeless place. But you can also do it in two minutes. You can start your morning. You can write in your gratitude journal and, and do a moment of mindfulness and then power up that energy and say, oh, I remember. 
There is a place of alignment for me. There is a trajectory in my life that I am flowing on. There is an ace in the deck, and that's the course I want to take, the one that's ease-filled and flowing. What do you have for me today? What's going to align and correspond with all of these emotional endpoints that I'm working on and that I'm creating for myself? Like for me, that's a great way to start the morning. And just open yourself up. Yeah, but open yourself up to that to that answer. And I think that it'll, you know, and hopefully people will head over to the site and check it out and check out some of the downloads and what you've got going on over there at flowdreaming.com. Because I think what scares a lot of people when, you know, they keep thinking, oh, I want to learn how to meditate, I want to learn some of these tools, and they think it's going to be a large you know, our commitment of sitting cross-legged on a cushion and that kind of thing. And being able to being able to offer them, you know, this easy and effective way to reach those states is really invaluable. So we've got like um I guess oh, 45, no, we're at 45 minutes, maybe like oh my gosh. 15 minutes or so of the show. But what? we have to get we have to get some hay house stories in before <laughs> we run out of time. Okay. And just some Let's good stuff like I just want to bring up Dr. Dyer because you worked with Dr. Wayne Dyer for a long time and, and got to yes. know him and, and I got to know him and he was just such a cool guy. And so many things that I learned from him that it got to the point where sometimes I would whip, whip out like a Wayne quote, you know, like at a party or like around piece, something like that. And then you'd sound really intelligent, but you were really like just paraphrasing Wayne. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what, what are some of your memories of him? Like, I, I remember he could be really funny and kind of, you know, body <laughs> that people might not expect, you know, in a, in a way, but just such a, an amazing soul who still really continues to influence people today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, first thing is just kind of silly. Um, I, I don't know how many times I answered the question, no, I'm not Wayne's daughter, Summer. That's a different <laughs> Summer. Uh, happily, yes, he could be, but no, no. I'm, well, I'm he different. had eight kids, yeah, with, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Summer was odd, you know, as a name, yeah. you know, it wasn't common. So that, I get that all the time. Um, you know, what I remember a lot is is uh, he was always, always coming to our radio show because before you um, were his co-host, I was his co-host. And back then, and he probably did this with you too, it would be like one minute before we were live on air. And I'm starting to get like, oh, okay, breathe. Where's Wayne? Where's Wayne? Where's Wayne? Okay, where's Wayne? Where's Wayne? 30 seconds, 29. Oh, hi, Summer. Are you there? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, we're starting in four seconds. Okay. And he would always say, oh yeah, I just I just got out of the water. You know, I'm, right. I, just, I just ran up. Uh, I was just body surfing. And um, yeah, do you mind if I dry off while the show music plays? <laughs> Oh or he was, God. no, he was swimming with the turtles <laughs> off Kanapali Bay in Hawaii. And I, I'd say, yeah, you'd say, Wayne, what do you, what were you doing today? Oh, is he swimming with the turtles? It's a beautiful day. And, and then he would always say, oh, do we have any callers? I'm like, yes, the board is jammed. You know, yeah, like, like 5,000. Right. He would think that there's nobody there. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think one thing he kind of taught me from that, because again, like that, that shows me when I was kind of, you know, controlling and like, oh my God, oh. his, his attitude was, it's, it's all good. It's going to be fine. You, you, you don't have to try so hard. You just be you. Right. Right. And 
I'm glad I finally took that to heart. It took me years. <laughs> it's a good lesson. And and even with his show, like in the beginning, you know, we would try to come up with topics and things like that. And eventually he was like, I, I don't want to do any of that. I'm just going to riff on whatever yeah. would happen that particular day. So you never knew what he would talk about. It could yeah. be anything, you know, and he would just, just talk about his day and then he'd go to calls. And, and it's so funny. And you probably get this too, where occasionally I'll get an email or something where something Wayne said to someone during a show years ago, Hey, Wayne told me to write my book. Here it is. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. he really, he really touched people. Uh-huh. And, and I think he really liked that, that piece of it. You know, that, that part of the radio show. Yeah. He just wanted to talk to people and he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always felt like, you know, his books are amazing, but when he gets to take those teachings off the page and inject them directly into a person's situation, that's where the magic happened. That's where you get it. Like, oh, I see now. And I I know he must have realized that too, because that's what he wanted to do. And it's something you couldn't do from a stage necessarily because you were talking to a broad audience. But, you know, show me the actual situation that we can apply this to, the nitty gritty, and I will show you how it still works there. And that just is phenomenal. So many great aha moments. And, Mm. you know, so many with Louise. And you got to work with Louise a lot more than I did. I just remember Louise would, she had this ability to like pop in and kind of appear behind you or something. And you turn around and like, there she is, you know, like you'd be working. Louise, Uh I didn't know you were coming in today. I would have, you know, straightened up the office or something like that. I'd have not been wearing my bunny slippers on the desk. And she would just kind of show up, but she really loved the whole ability of having, you know, the radio network. And she did so many great audio programs and things like that. And people just loved her. Yeah. She was so, she was so great. I have a great memory of her where I was having this back problem, like the sciatic thing happened Mm -hmm. and she was doing some recording in the studio and I was limping around and she just kind of looked at me and she goes, you're, you, you're not being supported. And I'm like, what? She goes, nope, Uh that's why you're having that back problem. You're not being supported. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, you're Uh right. Damn it. I'm Uh not being supported, you know? Uh But she would be able to kind of zero in on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she was just an amazing presence, like incredible yeah. energy. Of a, of I a remember at one of the, um, the, I can do it's, I, I think one of the f- first ones that, that oh, I went were to. So and, fun. Yeah. Hey <laughs> House so Radio fun. had just happened, like just happened, you know, and I was given like a month's notice. Uh, why don't you set something up at the, I can do it where you interview everybody. Right, the stages. And yeah, but we didn't know. We didn't have a stage. No, no, it was, we'll get some black curtains. We'll get a couple of folding card tables. I mean, I have photos of it. It's so, you know, hinky jinky. And because <laughs> I just didn't know any better at the time. I didn't know how to set up an event. Um, but thank God, you know, Reed was very gracious about it. He never said anything. And I got better. But I had Louise. And, you know, we were talking and and. I didn't realize at the time that for for us to have a, a, a taped radio conversation sitting at a card table, she was going to have her back to the audience the whole time. And so she was talking with me because I was facing the audience as the interviewer, and we kind of we kind of squished our chairs around a little bit. And she looked at me, and I said, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." 
<laughs> She's like, oh, oh no. it's okay, honey. Oh, don't you worry. You know, and we proceeded and I felt so embarrassed. I still remember that to this day. Like, how could I have done that to Louise Hay? Oh my <laughs> God. She was so gracious. <laughs> you know? That's funny. And if you believe me, I made sure the next time she was facing the audience, I was on the other side. Nothing, no, no words about that. Well, yeah, I remember pretty, when you guys did funny. the radiothon, like, right. Th- I, I had just started there and we decided to do kind of like a, you know, telethon, but a radiothon and people called in, you know, with donations to the Hay Foundation. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had these like silly uh, questions uh, for listeners like, oh, what's Louise's favorite uh, snack or something like that? Just like, <laughs> like ridiculous yeah. things. But yeah, uh, both of you guys were in, in the office kind of squeezed in there doing the broadcast and she was just loving it. She was having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. She did. You know, it's surprising how, um, you know, having had the long career she had, even by that point, she was like, you guys just do this. You know, I trust you. You know, this this place, I built it and, you know, my my stamp is all over it, but I trust you. And I always really appreciated that, you know, that that it made me feel like if she trusts me, then I can trust me. Yeah. And I think we need that in teachers, you know, sometimes. We do. And you know what I think now? I mean, looking back as I've I've been going through my own growth and development and changes and job changes, and I think, how the hell did Louise do it? Like, sometimes I'll just sit back and like, she did started all of that in her 60s. Yeah. You know, I'm in my 50s. I'm like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) You know, I just don't have the energy and then I think, well, how the hell did Louise do it where she started with just her little book, you know, Heal Your Body, the little blue book, they called it. And then it became a company that had offices in Australia, South Africa, UK, which still exists. Yeah. I'm not sure about South Africa, but I know definitely UK office is still there. Leon mm-hmm. uh, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, you he's know, still and- there. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. Love and that guy. She she built that just from an idea. So whenever I think like, Oh, I can't do this. And I will, I'll think of Louise. I'm like, how the hell did she do it? But if she did it, then I can do it. Yeah. And that's kind of like a a common thing that I have seen in a lot of people I've worked with. And I fall into that trap too sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I already did something. The best is behind me. Um, you know, how could it get better from here? Maybe, you know, I've already, I've already peaked with my career, my teachings, my health, all, you know, all kinds of garbage. And then I remember, God, Louise didn't get started till her sixties. I know. Who am I to think (laughs) that I'm in the wrap up period, you know? (laughs) It blows my mind. It really does. Where do I get off thinking that? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it really reminds me and other people, I'm like, you don't know what's ahead. You have no idea. And that's the beautiful thing. Why are you you thrusting all of these lack thoughts ahead of you? If that's what you that's what you're feeling, that's what you're gonna get. So why don't we just say, maybe I'll be Louise Hay when I'm 64? Why don't you put right. that in it your could, head for it a while? It could be. And she mm-hmm. lived to be what 92. So there's a whole other yeah. act. You know, there's a whole other act in all of our lives that could we 30 are just for not. Her. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we are just that's not aware. Time. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was just so incredible and you know so many great people we got to interact with, you know, John Holland who Gosh, I, yeah. I love and I st- still keep in touch with him. I, I talked to him not too long ago and um Aww. he 
he was always one of the most accurate, uh, just some of the stuff that I'd see him do on stage when he did his readings would always blow my mind. Yeah. And remember Sylvia, Sylvia Brown. Sylvia, yes. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I remember Debbie Ford. Um, Debbie, oh, yes. Because she, she taught me how to be respectful and honorable to the people that help you. And I, I really, more than anything, I mean, I know I should have learned shadow work and all that from her, but the way that she treated you and me and everyone at Hay House, she would give us gifts every Christmas of appreciation. She invited us to parties at her house. And mm-hmm. it was always with a feeling not of, I'm paying you back for all you do for me. It was, um, we're in this together. I couldn't be doing it without you. And uh, that has stuck with me till this day, to this day. She still, was such an incredible teacher. Her. I'm so glad you brought her up because I always did yeah. love her. And yeah. I I remember towards the end, she she was not doing well and, and was very sick. And she wanted to buy lunch for the guys, the radio uh-huh. team, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, they like pizza. She <laughs> called a pizza truck and sent it to Hay House. A pizza bought truck? The whole, bought the whole bought company the whole pizza. from Debbie and just sat back and like laughed, but she was just such an amazing, amazing person. Yeah. Yeah. And Denise Lynn too. Okay. Got to throw her in there as well. Denise. I know. Well, see, we're going to have to have you back. Now now I'm going to talk. Now I feel like if I don't (laughs) mention someone, they don't think they're amazing. No, they are. (laughs) Lisa McCourt. I just talked to her this morning. She's still, she's amazing. I mean, it's like a list. Yay long. (laughs) We were very lucky that we, we had the chance to, to, live and learn and, and interact with all those awesome people. And, and I'm so glad that we could catch up today. We're, we're out of time. Unbelieve it. Unbelievably. Oh, um, we goodness. could go on and share some more dirt and stories. I'll, I'll just have to have you come back onto yeah. unity radio. Cause this, this was so fun, but thank you so much for joining me today. Summer McStravick, check her out at flowdreaming.com. Check out the me school and the podcast and all, all that she's got going on on her site. Just an amazing teacher in her own right. And thank you so much, Summer. Thank you, Diane. It was fantastic. And the hour absolutely flew by. I feel like we just scratched the surface. So really appreciate it. And uh, to everybody listening, I hope something resonated with you that will ring in your head like a bell for the rest of the day. Encourage you to get into your flow and start thinking about having an easier life. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.